in the house of God. Amen. We appreciate you tonight for coming out and being with us on this evening service. And uh, Brother Miller's went to Brother Jeff's uh, layout tonight, his brother's layout tonight. So remember that family, continue to pray for them that the Lord would bless and give peace and strength and uh, just help them in that time of, 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 of need because having a shock of losing somebody and and uh, we've probably all been there and uh, but it's never easy for the family or the friends so just if you would just remember them in prayer and I want to read something here I've got it on my phone so apologize for the phone being out but I just had something I wanted to share with you tonight uh, you know our, our world needs prayer don't you think so Israel needs continued prayer uh, the world in general just needs prayer. America definitely needs prayer. And uh, prayer, I believe, personally, is the, is, is the key that breaks the chains that everything binds. I believe that God gave us one of the greatest forces in the world, and that's the Holy Ghost. And I believe that through the power of prayer, I believe it breaks chains. I believe it moves things. I believe it. Uh, Satan, the Bible said, has the rule over the air God's given him dominion over that for a while but through the church's prayer and through the church's dedication to the Lord I believe that God will stop what the enemy does a lot of times uh, now I know that God's got a perfect plan God's got a perfect will and nothing's going to stop that but I do believe that he hears our prayers when we pray but anyways and I know that uh the church knows this already. Most of them do, I'm sure. But uh, Brother Randy sent this to me the other night. Uh, maybe last night it was. It's called an urgent call to prayer. And uh, the, it's the Church of God of World Missions. It says, an urgent call of prayer from the general director, Dr. M. Thomas. I can't remember that last word. We have just received from Dr. Peterson field director of Africa that 11 of our pastors in North America have been arrested by the Islam government there due to the Christian faith please join us in the global community in urgent prayer for the safety and immediately release of those pastors there's now these are Church of God pastors that's affiliated with uh, what we're affiliated with so would you stand with us and let's 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 pray I believe that God can release them. And uh, I don't care if we be like Peter, that they come knocking on our door wanting in. I just want them released. Amen. So help me pray tonight. Father, you said where two of us agree on earth is touching any one thing, it shall be done. God, we as a body tonight come together as a global body across this whole nation, across the world, praying for these ministers, these 11 pastors that got uh, put in jail in Africa, God. Lord, I know that you're able to move mountains. You're able to give miracles. You're able to give victory. And I know these men, when they went over there, they did it because they knew that that was the call that was placed on their life and we know sometimes God it costs us big it costs us sometimes our life but God I know that through prayer tonight that you can release these men that that government would have to let them go I pray that the Holy Ghost would go into them jails right now and give every pastor peace with thought passes all understanding God I pray that the Holy Spirit would move across that place and God that you would begin to convict the hearts and lives of the Islamics God and Lord that for some reason 
somehow that they begin to just let them go for no reason at all, God. I pray, God, as we're praying as a body of believers across the world, we pray that you break every chain, every stronghold. God, that you pull down everything that tries to stop the move of God. Release these men in Jesus' name. If you believe that, give the Lord a good hand clap of praise, would you? Amen. I believe that God will set them free. Amen. Amen. You may be seated tonight. I believe that's what God wants to do tonight. Amen. I, uh, I was thinking about a lot of things that's going on in our world tonight. And, and, you know, I know that we talk a lot about that because things is changing. Time is changing. Uh, seasons are changing. The church world is changing. Uh, the global world as a global world is changing tonight. And, and, uh, uh, and so I know that we speak a lot about things like that. But I, I want to talk about tonight that the, the, the power and the authority that the church has tonight. Now, I realize that there is somebody, a, a strong man that's here that tries to stop us and tries to hinder us and tries to slow us down and tries to stop the work of God in whatever capacity that he wants to stop us. Anything that we have to do with Jesus, he wants to stop the move of it. But I do also know that there was a stronger one than the strong man that come. And his name is Jesus tonight. And see, he's the one that, that, that it's all about tonight. He's the one that already paved the way for you and I's victory tonight. Only thing that he ever says to us is that we've got to walk in it. We've just got to walk in what he's already given us. It doesn't mean that, that there's not territories that we've got to fight. It doesn't mean that there's not things that we've got to bombard heaven to uh, break the chains because there is power in the darkness that we are living in tonight. Unfortunately, there is power and Satan has so much power, but there is somebody stronger than the strong man. And so I want to speak just a little bit about that tonight because I believe that God hears my prayers. Well, I believe that we serve a God that knows what we have need of before we even asked him. I believe that we got a God that just knows everything. I believe that we have a Holy Ghost that just walks with us. I prayed the other night around the house. I just begin to plead the blood of Jesus over the house. I do that often, and, and, and I try to do it just every night because, you know, we just don't never know what's going to happen in the middle of the night. We don't know what's going to transpire in our lives, but I always plead the blood of Jesus. And I say, God, let the angels of God be encamped around this house inside and outside because, Lord, I want a good night's sleep. I don't want no devil in hell or out of hell messing my sleep up. And there's devils that want to mess your sleep up. But I do believe that there's power in the name of Jesus. I believe there's great mighty power in his name, church. I think what's happening to the church a lot of times is we forgot who our father is tonight. Because see, the word of God, it speaks life. It speaks hope. It speaks peace. It speaks to our lives. I tell people that's going through trouble, I say, listen, write your scriptures. Whatever you're going through, write your scriptures down <laughs> and you put them on your refrigerator, put them on your dash in your car. Put them everywhere. Every time you turn around, let there be a scripture bombard in your face. Because there's something about speaking the word of God. It's not my word that's going to make a difference, but it is his word that will. 
And so when we begin to believe what the Word of God says and we begin to understand what the Word of God says and we begin to have faith in the Word of God, we can move mountains tonight, church. We can move mountains tonight. Now, in this particular passage in St. Luke, let me just read chapter 11, verse 21, so I can go ahead and read my text. But uh, when a strong man fully's arm guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than the, than the one that comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all his armor in which he had trusted and divides his spoils. When a strong man fully armed guards his own palace, his goods are at peace. See, men, I believe that we got to guard our palaces. There's not a day that went by when all the children was growing up that I did not constantly plead the blood over Jesus over them when they went to school. Because it's my responsibility as a dad to protect them and to know somebody that when I'm not there that can get a hold of them, but I know the Holy Ghost will do the rest, what I can't do, when I can't do it. I believe that there's much power. These two verses are a part of a parable that Jesus told about Satan and his kingdom. An incident arose as Jesus was casting out demons in verse 14. The people accused him of calling out the powers of Beelzebub, prince of the demons, for his power. This accusation prompted Jesus to speak the powerful parable of the strong man, Satan himself, and one who is stronger than the strong man, and his name is Jesus. The strong man, Satan, Biblical facts about this strong man, Satan is a being created by God. Satan really is called Lucifer, was a beautiful angel at one time with much authority. Satan led a rebellion against God, can you imagine, and was eternally cursed by God. And the result, he is now a deceiver, a liar, a father of all lies, a murderer, a sower of discord, the adversary, the tempter, a thief, a proud, deceitful, fierce, cruel, aggressive. What is the mission of the strong man? In general, his mission is to oppose God whenever possible. In the Old Testament, his great mission was to stop Christ from coming. In the past 2,000 years, his mission has been to stop the gospel. Can I tell you that no matter what happens today, that Satan is still trying to stop the move of God. He's trying to keep God from doing what he's called to do and what he's set out to do. See, let me tell you something. When Jesus went to the cross and he said it was finished, let me tell you, it was finished. Everything from Genesis to that time, God began to tell, listen, I want somebody to begin to uh, understand that I'm just paving a way for when my son comes and lives upon this earth for 33 and a half years. Uh, he did all kinds of sacrifices. Uh, he protected the children of God in the wilderness. Uh, he gave them manna from heaven. They gave water. Uh, he, he de they didn't have no uh, shoes, no clothes. They, they walked around with all of those things for 40 years, and the Bible said they never, ever wore out. God set out to protect his own, and he's still out protecting his own. So he had a mission. He had a mission that was one day he was going to come and wipe the devil clean off the face of the earth. And let me promise you, one day that's going to happen.
Can I tell you that one day he's putting him in his place? And we're leading up to the great events in this last time. He said, I saw Satan fall from heaven just as lightning come down. God zapped him out of there. And can I tell you, there's one day that Jesus is going to cast Satan and all the demonettes and all the others in the lake of fire. One day it's going to happen. And Jesus is leading us up to that time. And right now, you and I are on the verge of seeing the, the coming of the Lord. We're right now on that, 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 that threshold of being, getting ready to step out and he call his children home. We are living in one of the last days upon the face of the earth. And I tell people all the time, I'm so glad to be alive in the 20th century for such a time as this because God chose this generation that he knew would be full of the power and full of the anointing of God that would move mountains in this last day. Somebody said, oh, listen, man, we're going through a hard time. The church ain't like it used to be. Oh, you remember back in the 70s and 80s when they prayed around the altars and the bobby pins begin to bust out of their head because them little old lady got wild and, and they'd begin to shake. Huh? And they said there was no power like it was back then. Can I tell you, the church is not going to go out of this thing weak, anemic, but we're going to go out powerful, strong. You talking about the anointing of God? It's going to be on the church like never before. So when the strong man tries to tell you that the church ain't like it used to be, uh-uh, honey, it ain't. It's just going to get greater in these last days. I believe that tonight, that it's going to get greater than it's ever been before because all power is given unto Jesus in heaven and earth. And he said it's going to be extended to you and I tonight. What are the methods of the strong man? He attempts to pervert the truth <laughs> he, per, he, he attempts to pervert the truth and believe the lie and be damned. He attempts to regain control of every born-again believer. He promotes lukewarmness in the churches and the believers. He disguises sin and pleasure and deceives men to justify anything. He convinces men that there is no joy in serving Christ. He makes people so busy that they cannot effectually serve Christ. Every one of those things are happening today. He's got people tonight that, 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 that not, Satan's got people tonight that he'll just simply have watched YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or some other thing other than coming to church. He's trying to make things uh, seem so easy for him. Well, you know, you're going to church. God loves you. Uh, you see it on television. You send in your tithes. You do this and that. Listen, honey, that ain't the way it works. The Bible said we need to assemble ourselves the more so as we see that day approaching. What day approaching? There's coming a day. He said, "Forget, uh, don't forget to for, forsaken yourself uh, and coming together as the manner of some of you are. He said we need to fellowship one with another more than ever before. Why? There's a time coming that the church, like Brother Miller said this morning, needs one another. There's power, there's power, there's power in a unity church tonight. When we pray and believe and trust God together as a body of Christ, there's something that moves mountains. If I'm going through something, I need Randy West to say, listen, brother, I know that hell's been attacking you, but I've got you by the side. I'm walking with you. I'm praying for you. The power of God's going to take care of the situation. And all of a sudden, because somebody prayed for me, I begin to feel the spirit of God begin to rise up. I begin to think, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. 
There's something about when you got a brother or sister that'll go alongside you and say, I'm going to encourage you. See, I, I think this strong man comes to tell you that nobody loves you at church. Nobody cares for you. You know what they think about you, really? They just worry about your money. See, that's the exception of Satan. You know, well, they didn't ask me to do nothing today. Mike always gets something to do. They don't ask me to do it. Well, you can take some of mine. Right? The enemy wants to come in and say that you're not, you're worthless. That they don't love you enough to even begin to think about using you in any area of your life. But that's not true. It's the enemy. Listen, he comes to steal. He gets in our ears and tries to deceive the very elect and tell us that God don't love us. And if we're not fed up, prayed up, and read up, you know what happens? We begin to buy into some of that trash that he puts in our ears. That's why the Bible said, pull down those strongholds. Pull down those things that try to exalt themselves against the things of God. Lay aside those things that try to hinder you. Lay them aside. If they're slowing you down, get rid of it. See, I believe that Jesus is looking for a, a church that will move mountains. He convinces men that there is no joy in serving him. Can I tell you? There ain't no joy like there is in serving Jesus. I didn't know what joy was. I didn't know what happiness, peace was. I didn't know what none of that was until I found Jesus. I have joy unspeakable and full of glory in my life. I promise you I'm a happy person in Jesus. And even if I don't feel the best, I'm still happy in Jesus. If you see this old boy right here down, you'll see it very seldom. You'll see it very seldom because I made up my mind that I know who Jesus is. And tomorrow there's going to be a better day. I may not like today. may not like what I'm going through. may not like what I feel. may not like what I see. I may not like what's going on in my life. may not like what's happening to me. I may not like my what world's going on. But I'm telling you right now, I love Jesus and he's gave me joy, unspeakable joy. He's gave me peace, unspeakable peace. Why? Because he lives in my soul tonight. See, there's a strong man, but I know somebody greater than the strong man tonight. Let me tell you something about this Jesus I know. He flung every star that's in the sky up there. He put the moon right where it should be. He put the heat in the sun. He somehow lets this world in this old body right now. As I'm speaking to you, I don't understand it. They say it takes about a year for the sun to go around the earth. I don't know how all that scientifical stuff works. But I'm standing right here before you tonight. And the earth is actually evolving. I don't know how it is, but I know there's a creator that created it and designed it and put it up in the orbits in the sky. And I believe that if he can do that, there's nothing that he can do. There's no devil in hell, out of hell. There's no strong man. There's no anybody that can stop the move of God. Come on, church. God is our God. We serve a powerful God tonight. We serve a God that's full of power. He just wants the church to get a hold of some of that power that he's released to the body of Christ. That's you and I. He's released it to us. The stronger one went to Calvary and he paid the redemption price for every man. Through him, we are released from the grip of strong man. 
I remember the night that I got saved, and I've told this story over and over. I love my mom and my dad, and they was wonderful, wonderful parents. I lived a good life. I was poor as poor could get. My mom worked, my dad worked, and we lived in the city of St. Louis and some of the hardest parts of St. Louis that you can imagine back then as a kid. I wouldn't walk through that place today for no amount of money. But I was raised there. I grew up there. I always had food on my table. I never seen mom or dad begging for bread. I didn't know if they did. They sure hit it very well. I had clothes, didn't have the best clothes. Shoot, I've seen these people now, Bradley, my daughter, come up to me the other day and said, Dad, do you like my new jeans? I looked at them. I said, they got hose in the knees. <laughs> That's the kind I wore, but it wasn't sporty. It wasn't sporty back then. It was like, you poor, you poor, you poor. And now you wear them. You, I paid $80 for these pants right here. <laughs> you ain't poor. <laughs> but I remember my mom and dad did everything they could. But, and they, they, they never, ever, I never seen my dad drink a beer in his life. <laughs> I've never seen uh, my mom drink liquor uh, maybe once at New Year's something, but um, I never I never seen bad things out of them. So I just thought living the life that we was living was normal living. They never went to church. They never taught us to pray. They never said anything like that. But I remember when I got saved, I went to a church. First time I've ever been to church in my life. I went to Brother Galbraith's was the first one, but the second one was that. I never went there. I was scared going there because I didn't know nothing about it. But I remember that I went down and got saved and gave my life to Jesus. And I don't know a whole lot about that night, but I do know that something higher, something bigger in my life changed that very moment. I knew that there was something transpired in my life. I didn't know this Jesus, but this Jesus just found me. I was lost. Now, I began to know him as time went on. But I just knew that, you know, as 21 years old, I didn't know what sin was. I just thought the way I was living was the living the life that I'm supposed to live. And when I get older, I'll probably straighten up maybe. But when Jesus changed my life, he changed it. See, when he went to the cross, he changed the path for mankind. Through him, we are heirs to all things that God has, both in heaven and in earth. Whew. I can't walk. I can't wait to walk the streets of gold. I cannot wait to walk around that city. Brother Andy's got me. I can't talk about it because I'll tell some of it. But boy, when you think about, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die in this place. I'll just tell you that much. <laughs> I won't tell no more. I want to so bad because... Heaven is real. <laughs> and when I think about the walls of Jasper and the gates of pearl and the streets of gold, oh my, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Listen, that, I, that's what I've served God for all my life is because I heard there was something good up in heaven. I heard not only Jesus was there, but God's there and the Holy Ghost is there. My friend's going to be there, my mom, dad, my grandmas and grandpas, my aunts and uncles. If everybody gave their life to the Lord, I'm going to see them again one day. It's a good place to go. I chose to go there rather than...
than hell. I chose to go there because it's a place of joy, peace, and happiness forevermore. The strength of the believer in Matthew 28 and 18 and 20 says, Jesus lets us know the essence. I have been given all power and all authority both in heaven and in earth and I'm giving you my authority to go into all the world and to do my work. That's the thing that I want to tell you tonight, church. What God gave Jesus and what Jesus said that he has, he says that you as a born again believer has. You have all power. You have all authority. You have all the goods that you need to take care of everything situation for the kingdom of God. Let me tell you, if God's called you into a thing, he's able to see you through that thing. If God said go, he'll make sure that everything is all right when you go. There might be a few potholes, but you can overcome potholes. Why? Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. We are marching under a higher order than an earthly army. Whatever Jesus had authority to do all things he said you can do as well I'm telling you when I was in the United States Army I sat there and they gave me the clothes I was decked out I put that hand up in the air I'd march when the men marched they said right turn I turn right left turn I turn left I was proud to be a military man for Jesus I'd go to places and plant bombs build bridges because I knew that the enemy one day was going to come and try to cross over that bridge that I built and I built it and placed bombs there to blow them into smithereens. Uh, can I tell you that there's a higher God and a higher army that God's called me into? I'm proud to be his son. Uh, I'm proud to be called the joint heir with Jesus Christ. Uh, he's called me into this thing. He's gave me all power, all authority to do the kingdom's work. Woo! I don't know if you're liking it, but I show him. Hallelujah. He's gave us power and authority tonight, church. Not to abuse it. Now, if I took that M60 that I had or that M16 that I had and just went outside and just start, you know, my commander in chief would probably thump me in the head and put me first in the enemy line. <laughs> I don't know what he'd done, but he wouldn't have liked it. And we say sometimes working for Jesus is way too hard. When I was in boot camp, I stepped out of the stinking mess hall. I just got through eating. And I stepped out of the mess hall, had my hat here, walked three steps, and a lieutenant said, Soldier, get that hat on. I said, Yes, sir. Well, my stinking sergeant had to be around. And he's seen it. He said, Boy, you drop down and give me 25 push-ups right now. I had my hat in my hand and my hat weapon over here and you never called it a rifle you said it was a weapon so I put my hat on I couldn't I had to do push-ups but I couldn't let my uh, weapon touch the ground so I had to put it on my front hands I did 25 push-ups I said request permission to get up drill sergeant nah you just stand there in that front and lean and rest for a while did you know just over a stinking hat he made me sit there in the front lean and rest until I fell flat on my place. And we think sometimes working for Jesus is a little bit too rough. Huh? That was free. Didn't cost nothing. <laughs> it is the will of Jesus that you use his authority in this world. Listen, 
It's his will that we use that authority he's given us. Listen, church, I, I, I tell you, it's, it's his will that we use his authority in his name, that name that's above all names. He said, use it. I've given it to you. You're my family. You're joint heirs with me. What, what, what I own, you own. What I say, you, you say. It's yours. He said it's his will, the Jesus, that we use the authority. We misunderstand some things about what Christ gave us in the Bible. We have the idea that we are not redeemed, sanctified, healed, and et cetera until we die and we go to heaven. That's not true. Legally, legally a will is an effective, excuse me, legally a will is effective when the tester, the one who is given it, dies. <clears throat> Not when the one who receives the proceeds die. Jesus died 2,000 years ago. And his will has been effective for the blessings ever since. This is why Peter and John could not raise the lame man at the temple gate. Just weeks after, excuse me, this is why Peter and John could raise the lame man at the gate and the temple just weeks after Jesus went back to heaven. This is why he said, silver and gold have I not, but such, I give, such have I have I given unto thee. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Jesus released his power and his authority and gave it to them. Now, some people will say, well, that was back then. It's, it's not good for today. But let me, let me tell you something. It still stands good today. That same Jesus still says, Mike Burton, you have that authority and you have that power. He still says that you can do what I tell you to do when I tell you to do it. If we'll just obey what he says. This is why the 11 grew into hundreds and of thousands in just a few short years after he left them. Because he gave them power and he gave them authority. The one who is stronger than the strong man gave us his authority and his power rise up in the strength and defeat the demons in our lives that comes against us pull down the strongholds that's in our lives shake everything that's on us that shouldn't be on us shake it off of us in the name of Jesus now I do know this there's always power in unity there's always power in two for sure everywhere Jesus went he said if he sent them out he sent them out in twos there's always something good it's always good to go with somebody else and try to do it by yourself it's always good to have a backup and a buddy that can help you pray and bind the enemy but if you're in situations that you can't do that Jesus had gave you that same power tonight if you wake up in the middle of the night and things aren't right in your house you have the power and the authority to overcome every obstacle in that house there's no weapon, there's no fear, there's nothing that shall uh, run us off. But if the devil can put a little fear in your life and say, well, God don't really care and God don't really love you, God don't really, listen, tough, deal with it. That ain't what God says. God said, I'm yours and you're mine. If I hurt, you hurt, and if you hurt, I hurt. And like I said before, we all have grandchildren. We're at that age now where we have not all of us, but <laughs> sorry. Sorry, kids. Sorry. <laughs> well, Lord Terry, you're going to be one one day. <laughs> but we all have grandchildren, and I, I just, you know, it's just, uh, it's just mind-boggling to me about those little kids. You know, their mom said, don't give them no sugar. We give them sugar. 
They're going home with you after a while. You can deal with them. <laughs> right now, Mama and Papa are going to take care of them. So we like taking care of our children. And we love taking care of our grandchildren. And if they need something, we do our best to try to take care of it, you know. And we try our best to make sure it happens because we love them. If we would learn that Jesus loves us that much and more, and that if, if we can with an earthly love, love like that, how much more with a goppy love than God loves us like that? So don't, 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 I guess for the lack of word I want to say, don't belittle yourself or don't down yourself or don't think, well, God don't care enough for me. I see Brother Miller. I see Randy. I see Zach. I see Josh. I see these men getting behind the pulpit. Man, look at God's really using them. And I see this and I see that, but look at me. He does look at you. And you are somebody. You're not a nobody. You're a somebody in Christ. And that same Jesus that blesses us wants to bless you. That same God that, that uh, uh, meets our needs wants to meet your needs too. A lot of times we let the enemy, listen, his job is this, is to come to kill, to steal, and destroy. He come to tell you that God don't love you, that God don't care about what you're going through, that God don't care about your circumstances, that God don't care about the things that you're going through. He come to tell you right now that that, that doesn't matter. God don't hear your prayer. I don't know. I feel like somebody has been beaten up about things of life tonight and that you just needed somebody to come by tonight and say that God does love you, that God does care, that God is concerned. If he's concerned about the little sparrow that falls from the sky, he's much more concerned about you and your needs. I've always thought about that. Man, God, if, if you care for that, I rem you know what I do in closing, I, 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 God probably gets aggravated with me, but I remind him a lot what his word says. I said, God, you know, your word said that you would do this. And I didn't say it, God. You said it. So I had to remind him sometimes when I feel like I ain't getting a need met. When I feel like something ain't happening, I, I, I just simply say, God, listen, didn't you say this? Now, I don't yell at God like that, but I'm just trying to, illustrate something here I just say God I need you to move on this behalf because God you said in your word you would and so church God doesn't 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 bother God for us to remind him from time to time we need him but greater than greater than just our needs God says listen are you listening to me I need you to do something for me. I need you to start bombarding the gates of hell. I need you to start doing the work of the ministry. I need you to start moving mountains. I need you to see the lost come in. I need you to do the work that I've called you to do. See, it's a twofold thing. We're here. I'm here simply for such a time as this. I wasn't here to create, just to grow up, have babies grandchildren go somewhere I was here because God formed me in my mother's womb and he wants me to tell people about Jesus so they all won't go to hell what are you here for what are you here for tonight what's your purpose 
What's your call? What's your desire? What did God put in your spirit? What has God placed you into? Not just to fill a pew. Not just to say, oh, well, you know, I love Jesus. But he has a purpose and a plan for you. But so many people's let the strong man come in and rob them of the things that God wants and the potential that you have. You have great potential. I've told so many people before, listen, you beat yourself up. Don't do that. Know that you're somebody in Jesus. He said you're wonderfully and fearfully made. So I, I, I try to remember that the enemy come to kill, steal, and destroy people's lives. And he comes to stop you from doing something for the kingdom of heaven. It's okay that we have needs. It's okay that we need God to do things. It's okay that we need God to move mountains in our life. That's what he wants to do. But I was praying the other day, come to church last Wednesday. I was praying, come to church. Oh, God. No, last Sunday morning I was praying, Jesus, come down, heaven. I said, Jesus, I want to talk to you today. I was by myself in my truck. I said, hey, Lord. He said, yeah, Mike. I said, well, God, I'd like for you to meet this need, that need. And God, would you... Uh, make a way for me to be able to do this. God, would you begin to uh, move this out of my way? And all of a sudden, the Spirit says, what about me? So I had to change my prayer. I said, God, what's your will for us today? God, what is your direction for the church? What do I need to do today to help draw somebody to you? I begin to change my whole course of my prayer because I have found myself at times saying, God, I need, I need, I need. When he says you already have it, if you'll just accept it. But he says, what I do need from you is what I called you into. So would you stand with me tonight? If you're here and you're going through a struggle, first of all, we want to pray with you. If you're here and you're going through something that seemed like the devil's beat you over the head, whether you're going through a financial situation, whether you're going through a heartache at home or a heartache at work, or if you're going through some kind of uh, situation tonight, if you're just being drained by the enemy, if the enemy keeps poking lies in your head and tell you that you're nobody, that God don't love you, et cetera, whatever. But if you're here first and you know that God is trying to woo you and let you know that he's got you by the palm of his hand. The Bible said his ears not deaf that he cannot hear and his arms not short that he cannot reach out and touch. If you're here tonight and you've been going through a circumstance in your life and you just need Jesus to come and minister to you and strengthen you, I want you to make your way up to this altar and allow God to touch you. Now God to breathe upon you. He didn't send the message tonight just for it to float out there and not do a work, but he perhaps sent it just that you might be touched by him. Have you been going through a hard time and been going through a, a, a hard road for the last day or two or the last couple weeks? Well, if you're here, Jesus is here to give you that strength and to let you know that, ah, child, I still got you. All things work together for good to them that love you, to love me that's called according to my purpose. So if you're here, I want you to come. I don't want you to hesitate. Just get out of that seat. Don't worry about who's here and who's not here. Just worry about you and Jesus. You got an opportunity tonight to don't leave here like you came in Jesus' name. 
Don't leave here like you came in Jesus' name. Anybody? Anybody? Don't leave this place without knowing that God, you've come and you ministered and you touched me. Let him bless you tonight. Let him bless you. There's a couple that's come. Does anybody else want to pray tonight? Don't leave here like you came. The man, the strong man's been bothering you. Let the stronger one begin to take over. Quit trying to fight it yourself. Quit trying to fight it yourself and let Jesus fight it for you. Quit trying to go through it your own, your own. Just let Jesus, let Jesus give you the peace with past us all understanding. Let Jesus move the mountain. Come on, church, it's Sunday night. We're getting out of here early. We're getting out of here early at 7.08. We're fixing to leave. But don't leave the opportunity that you have to allow the Lord to encourage you, to strengthen you, to lift you up. Don't leave the opportunity. Man, I wish I would have went and prayed. I wish I would have just talked to the Lord. I wish I would have. I wish I wish. Don't wish. Just do it. Just do it. Father, we pray for these ones that's here, that's coming. God, I pray that you give them strength. God, I pray whatever they're facing, Lord. The strong man has tried to tell them that they're nobody, tried to tell them that you don't love them. He's a liar and he's the father of all lies. Give peace in this place tonight, God. Give strength over the body tonight. God, lift up this church, lift up this people. As they begin to sing, just tell the Lord what you have need of and let him just begin to touch you, would you, church? Thank you, Lord. Behind your regrets and mistakes.